I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome into another edition of the Steelers Q&A. My name is Jeremy Betts, and as you can see, I'm dressed for success for this weekend. No, I'm not going to the game, but uh, I just felt like in the spirit of, of what uh, we are about to uh, undergo as a as a team here in, in the trip to Buffalo that I would dress the part a little bit here. Not going to keep this on the whole time. It's way too hot for that. But I've got a special guest with me who did not dress for the occasion. He dress for a different occasion that's okay it's andrew wilbar andrew welcome into the steelers q a we're usually on the steelers fix together but got you for this show and uh happy to have you how you doing man i'm doing well i would you'd say that it's too hot to wear that here yeah. <laughs> it would be perfect even inside yeah. uh we just got about eight nine inches of snow yesterday and the temperatures are supposed to drop to near zero today uh, and it's going to stay that way for a little while. We have some highs next week that could be in the negatives. So uh, definitely getting a good bit of cold air. A lot of that air that's making its way toward yeah. where the Steelers are going to be playing this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a good chunk of it here. But uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. It's always fun to be on with you and excited to uh, be a part of the Q&A this week. Yeah, hopefully we get some uh, listeners, some questions. We're going to have. A lot to talk about today, and Andrew and I are going to uh, list off our biggest questions about the Steelers' wild card 
experience as well. Uh, the title of this episode, Will the Steelers Be Super on Super Wild Card Weekend? Andrew, um, uh, I'm not old enough for the 70s uh, Steelers experiences, so I know that you're not old enough for the Steelers' 70s experiences, but I'm sure you've seen a lot of the America's Game videos and things like that. You remember that the Steelers back in those days, they were called the Super Steelers. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the... That was their nickname because they were always in the Super Bowl mix. What do you think about the Steelers? Can they be super on Super Wild Card Weekend starting with Buffalo? Do they have a shot in this game, Andrew? I think the weather definitely gives them an opportunity. There's so many neutralizing aspects of this game from the injury front. The Steelers, outside of TJ Watt, have gotten healthier. And Buffalo, obviously, without Gabe Davis, without Taylor Rapp, there's a lot of injuries that Buffalo is dealing with that they – Plays that they could really use in a game like this. And yeah. it it seems like the Steelers have backed themselves into this media wall again where everyone in the media realm was like, oh, they don't have a chance. You know, no, they're not going to go anywhere. But just as that happens, then, you know, I mean, yesterday I was watching, uh, I want to say it was NFL Live. Everyone except Ryan Clark is picking Buffalo to win and not really giving a second thought about it. Oh, this weather's going to help Buffalo. Josh Allen's got the stronger arm and he can work better through the bad weather. And they're still saying that they're going to come up with 30 points. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't see any team scoring 30 points in a game like this. You're talking potentially over a foot of snow. I, I don't see that happening. I think that the Steelers have a legit shot at this game. Do I think it's better than 50%? Maybe not quite. But to say that the Steelers don't have a chance at all, I think is very far stretched. And I think the Steelers are going to surprise some people with how close this game is going to be uh, on, well, now tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. It's it's here. It's upon us. And uh, before the, the Steelers take the field, um, the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans and then the Miami Dolphins and um, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs will be, will t- be taking the field. And uh, I mean, Let's let's go with this question here, Andrew. With the weather expected in Buffalo, 65 mile per hour gusts potentially, um, and a foot of snow, driving winds. Um, are, are you taking that, or would you rather be Miami heading up to Kansas City for uh, minus 25 wind chills and 25 mile per hour winds, and not really any snow? I don't think. Um, which one are you taking if you're if if you were. Uh, Pittsburgh because uh, remember they had a shot to go to either Kansas City or to Buffalo depending on how that Monday n- or that Sunday night game went turns out they go to Buffalo but they could have just as easily been headed to Kansas City which one would you have preferred weather-wise I think that the snow I, I know that Buffalo fans are crazy and you're they're still going to have a good turnout regardless of what happens but especially with the state of emergency and everything that's going on in the Orchard Park area I think that could benefit the Steelers just in terms of atmosphere cold weather it yeah it's not gonna be fun for a lot of the fans out there but you know with no snow Kansas City is still gonna pack that place out regardless I, I I would probably say I'd rather go to Buffalo because the snow mm. puts it on a neutral <laughs> the both teams have to deal with it and it limits what you can do on offense and even though it can it could be a it could affect the Steelers in a negative way it can just as easily do the same to the Bills. And since this, when you're the underdog, you want as many neutralizing effects as possible. So I, I say let's I'm, – I'm happy with how it turned out after all this, especially with the injury front. I wasn't happy about seeing Buffalo, but now, one day before, I think the Steelers are set up really, really well. Yeah, I do too. And um, all that being said, I, I still think Buffalo 
is the better team. Um, I think they've got the better quarterback, obviously. And so it is going to be tough for sure. But, uh, you know, one of the things that we've talked about a a lot and you even open the show with it is the media not really giving the Steelers a chance. Brian Brown, faithful listener, is here early. Thanks for joining us, Brian. He says, according to Bills fans and the media, agreeing with you there, Andrew, the Steelers are doomed. And then he says, Buffalo's season is ending tomorrow, in my opinion. Man, that would be awesome. And we've talked about it, Andrew, and I'm sure Steelers fans think about this as well. If the Steelers get past Buffalo, anything can happen. Yep. Because this team is not scared of the Ravens. They're, they're not scared of the Cleveland Browns. If I'm going to be rooting for the Browns against the Texans because I'd rather face Cleveland if I'm Pittsburgh moving forward. Um, so uh, I'm going to root for the Browns. And I think, um, that Miami has a real shot against Kansas city. Um, so you're talking about Browns or dolphins. If you get back past the Ravens, um, if you're the Steelers and, and neither of those teams scare me either. So good grief, this, anything can happen. So get past Buffalo. Um, if, if Brian Brown is to be believed here, I think that, uh, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a shot at really anything, um, just like they did in 2005. And that's hard to hard to believe with your third string quarterback starting who really, let's be honest, should have been the second string quarterback this year. Um, that's a pretty sizable coaching gaffe by um, the Steelers uh, offensive coaching staff and Mike Tomlin to not recognize that he was indeed the better option than at least Mitch Trubisky. And I know you're going to give Kenny Pickett those reps, but um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough game for Pittsburgh here in Buffalo, but if they can get past Buffalo, if they can squeeze past this team, um, then anything can happen. All bets are off if, if you want to go that route, and and the Pittsburgh Steelers could could really do anything. So let me bring this, this one up here from, from Tom Place Games. Jeremy, you don't think the Steelers will win either. You're as bad as the rest of the media. I don't know if I'm as bad as the rest of the media because I still give the Steelers a chance, but I did pick the Bills to win 19 to six, or excuse me, 16 to 13. Um, and I just think that it comes down to the Steelers are going to play a close game, but in the end, who do you trust more Josh Allen or Mason Rudolph? And in the playoffs, especially quarterback play is amplified and I'm going to give the edge to, to Josh Allen. Do I think that the Steelers are going to get blown out 31 to to 14? No, I don't. Uh, Do I think this is going to be a game that Buffalo controls from start to finish? Absolutely not. I think Pittsburgh has a shot at winning this game in the fourth quarter I just am giving the edge to Buffalo because of the quarterback. So, Tom, I, I get what you're saying. I, I am picking the Bills. But my caveat is that I actually believe in the Steelers' chances, whereas most of the media does not even think that they have a shot in this game. So bear with me, Tom. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I try to not pick my heart when I'm making game picks. I try to pick um, objectively. And in this case, in this case, yeah, I think that you got to give a little bit of an edge to Buffalo in the fourth quarter of a close football game based on the quarterback that they have. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe the Steelers run game takes total advantage of the weather and and cruises here. um, And that changes things up and and Buffalo can't do that, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game. Um, Andrew, any thoughts on, um, a- any thoughts on like your biggest questions for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Um, 
heading into this game? Any anything that stands out as a as like a a big time deal that that will if the Steelers answer it in a positive way, they probably win. They answer it in a negative way, they probably lose. I think the a big question, obviously, on defense is how well you're going to stop the run. Buffalo has been one of the better rushing teams in the NFL, one of the more run heavy teams in the NFL since the hiring of Joe Brady. And he's done a great job turning this offense around that was struggling to move the ball. Joe Brady's done a great job turning it around, getting James Cook the ball, getting him out in space where he can make plays. This game, though, the running games, the running game does not benefit Buffalo outside of the fact that Josh Allen has the ability to take off and run himself. As it pertains to the running backs themselves, the Steelers have the advantage in this game, Najee Harris specifically. I I really am interested to see how the Steelers stop the run because last week against Baltimore, we mentioned this on the Steelers fix this past week, Mark Robinson, in the 13 snaps he played, he played really, really well. Five tackles, had that strip sack. Uh, he had, uh, I mean, he w- did fantastic in the time that he was out on the field. And he's one of the better tackling linebackers the Steelers have right now. With Landon Roberts coming back healthier, and you still have Jalen Smith that could get more involved. Like the Steelers are finally building up some depth at the position despite injuries that have happened throughout the year. I think if the Steelers can stop James Cook in between the numbers and force him to the outside, even though that's where James Cook thrives typically, it's harder for that to happen in the colder weather because you have to, you can't run as fast. You've got to make sure you're holding on to that football as it gets wet in the snow. You know, it, it's, it's difficult to bounce it outside in a game like this. You've got to be able to force everyone to the outside and not let them run it up the gut. Yeah. I think the Steelers are a little bit more equipped to do that now that Mark Robinson seems to be emerging. <clears throat> and my assumption is you're going to see more of him this week. I would hope so after the way he played last week. Um, and obviously Landon Roberts coming back is huge for this team as well and just the physicality aspect. So uh, I would say that's the biggest question. Uh, but I think the Steelers are well equipped to handle this run uh, defense. And I guess tomorrow we'll find out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this one from Mark Lang- Lancaster or Lancaster. I don't know how you say your last name. I'm just going based off of the towns I've been in. <laughs> uh, but Miles Jack will be the wild card on wild card weekend. We talked about uh, wild cards on wild card weekend on the show this last week. So Mark, uh, I don't know if you listened to that or that's where you're getting that from, but I, I like the sentiment here. So he's saying Miles Jack might be, you're saying maybe that's, um, that's uh, Mark Robinson. I think uh, really this linebacker group, they might have a chance to play a little more loose and free this week with Minka Fitzpatrick and DeMonte KZ coming back. Maybe they don't have to worry about as much coverage uh, type situations. Um, so the, with the safeties coming back and, and playing those tight ends. Um, so maybe the linebackers have a chance to really just flow towards the ball in the run game and shut things down. And if that is the case, I think that there's a, a really good shot um, for the Steelers to to get some things done and play a good game. What we're going to do real quick here is we're going to take our break uh, on the audio side. So uh, if you're listening live, we're obviously we're not going anywhere, uh, but um, we're going to take our quick break here. And then when we come back, we're going to answer more of your questions. We got some to get to. Uh, We'll be right back here on the Steelers Q and a. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and welcome back to the Steelers Q&A. It's Jeremy Betts. It's special guest Andrew Wilbar, my partner from the Steelers Fix. I hope you get a chance to listen to that show, uh, audio only, at noon on Tuesdays or anytime thereafter, wherever you get your podcasts. Check that one out. We did talk about uh, wildcard players on wildcard weekend last week. Um, We mentioned some of the edge rushers, and Brian Brown comes on here with an excellent question. Asking people say the Steelers can't win without what? Do you guys think they know how good the Steelers backup edge rushers are? And we mentioned a couple of those guys last week, Marcus Golden, and obviously one of your uh, wild card players um, on Tuesday was Nick Herbig. And uh, you went with him and his ability to rush the passer and, and get after the quarterback as being kind of the, the big deal here. Um, are, are the media and maybe people outside of, the Steelers bubble, if you will, are they overlooking how good Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig can be together coming off the edge in replacement of TJ Watt? I don't think the media knows how good Alex Highsmith is, let alone the Steelers backups. And I think if you're Buffalo, Buffalo knows Alex Highsmith. They know that they're going to have to focus on Alex Highsmith uh, because he's proven to be a low-level elite pass rusher, even at times now when T.J. Watt's not there, you're seeing Highsmith continue to wreak havoc on these quarterbacks. And when it comes to a guy like, say, Nick Herbig, say, well, you know, the Marcus Golden's going to probably play a lot more snaps because it's in the trenches. You're going to have to be able to stop the run on early downs. It's going to be probably a run-heavy game. That's probably true. But Nick Herbig's burst off the line, his first-step quickness is huge in this game. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo's, you know, they've – They've had some reshuffling at different times in the year along the offensive line, but they've got things pretty much set. Offensive line's playing pretty well. But in a game like this, if you can get that jump off the line and force the tackle to really 
stretch out to, to contain you and keep you uh, from getting around the outside with speed, getting around to the quarterback. Like that, that allows, even if, even if Herbig himself doesn't get home, that opens a spot up for a guy like a Landon Roberts to come downhill uh, on a middle linebacker blitz and come through there um, and be able to get home to the quarterback. So I think Herbig's speed and his ability to get collapse the pocket quickly is the reason why I think Nick Herbig is interesting in this game, not so much because of play style, but the fact that he is the most like TJ Watt in style mm-hmm. and he's learned from Watt, he's picked up moves from Watt. I think that that bodes really well uh, for a team like the Steelers that really, uh, they're going to need an extra person outside of Highsmith to be able to get home. And especially when you're talking those third and six, third and sevens, obvious passing situations, I, I think that it's going to be so huge to have someone that can get can collapse the pocket quickly. And with Herbig's quickness off the edge, if he can get free just once or twice and just get in Allen's head, I think mm-hmm. the Steelers have a chance to really get Allen out of a, a rhythm. Yeah, I do too. And Marcus Golden, to me, probably gets the start. He's probably the first and second down guy, if you will. And then Herbig comes in on third downs. Not exclusively, but I do right. think that that plays into the game plan a little bit here is that you're going to get more Herbig on on actual yeah. pass rush downs and more Golden uh, in the other downs. And uh, yeah. Golden has proven not just in his Steelers tenure, which has just been this year, but throughout his career to be a very solid edge rush defender uh, as far as like stopping the run. So I think that this guy has a chance to really um, come in and, and remind the league a little bit about who he is and what he can do. And, and then you've got Herbig who, uh, who shouldn't be um, I'll, I'll pull this up here. This is a, a great uh, point from, or excuse me, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. Uh, from Brian Brown, a great point here. Would Cy said uh, they are, uh, he ate them alive in preseason. Um, this, this is talking about Herbig. The Bills are definitely aware of Nick Herbig and what he can yeah. do to them because what did he have, two and a half sacks or something like that in that preseason something game? Like that. He was he was all over the field. And so, yeah, preseason, you know, I don't like to bring a lot of preseason action into the playoffs. Uh but it, it is something that they'll be aware of, of what Herbig can do because he did it to them and he did it against uh, some of the, the starting uh, caliber offensive linemen. So, um, you know, Brian Brown also says, nobody is TJ Watt. I know this. We, uh, we agree with you there, Brian. Nobody is TJ Watt. Um, the uh, future defensive player of the year is not even TJ Watt. And that's saying something because I, I'm assuming that Miles Garrett will will take home the award, even though uh, it should be Watts award running away with it. Um, but let's just say this, at least we have a backup plan in place as opposed to previous years where it was TJ or bust. And I, I don't go into this game and I don't think the Steelers go into this game with the same um, fear factor, I guess, of not having TJ Watt out on the field. So that plays into this. Um, I do have a question here from Mark Lancaster. Uh, do you give credit to Tomlin for the surge at the end of the season, or do you give credit to Mason Rudolph? I'm going to go ahead and answer this one first. And then Andrew, I'm very interested in your thoughts on this because we've, we've talked the quarterbacks all year long. And I do think that Mason Rudolph had a huge part in the offensive portion of the resurgence. Um, but the problem with this entire scenario is that Tomlin 
went to him too late. Tomlin should have gone to Mason Rudolph in Arizona when Kenny Pickett went down. Mitch Trubisky shouldn't have been the number two quarterback. And if you evaluate your quarterbacks correctly throughout the whole offseason, training camp, and, and then in, into the season, then you probably have Mason Rudolph right behind Kenny Pickett. And um, so, I, you know, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin deserves credit for rallying the troops, if you will. But Mason Rudolph coming in and playing, let's just put it like it is, elite level efficiency at the quarterback position. When you have a passer rating of 112 or more in three straight starts, that's elite efficiency. Um, I'm not saying he's an elite quarterback, but he's playing with elite efficiency right now. You have to give major, major credit to him and also to the coaching staff on the offense for putting him in the situation where this is actually working. So, you know, I'm concerned that fans are going to be down on Mason Rudolph after this game, whether we win or lose, because the weather is not going to look good and the stats aren't going to look good. But Mason Rudolph does come into this game on a heater. I mean, he is one of the hottest quarterbacks in football. (laughs) And so I think you got to give a lot of credit to Mason Rudolph and Tomlin's Tomlin's handling of the defense's injuries and and the shuffling there and calling up the right players and stuff that should be commended and organizing a defense that still doesn't give up a lot of points to the opposition, even though they've been banged up as much or more than any defense in the league this year is huge. But Mason Rudolph should get the credit for the offense's resurgence over Tomlin. In my opinion, what do you think? No, I agree with that. I think, even as it pertains to the defense side of the ball, yes, Tomlin gets credit. I think Terrell Austin should get some credit in there too uh, for what he's done. And I mean, still, I believe a top 10 scoring defense in the NFL, which is incredible considering all the injuries. And I I think when you look at the offense, you could argue that George Pickens, name could be thrown in there if you had a third option, because if George Pickens isn't involved at this point, I don't know if we're talking about the Steelers playing right now, but at the same time, Mason Rudolph was the one who, found a way to get George Pickens the football. And that's what has resulted in George Pickens now blocking for teammates and becoming a more well-rounded player overall and being a team first player. Uh, He seems to have come around a long way since before this winning streak that the Steelers were on. And there was a lot of drama surrounding the team. So I'm going to give more credit to Mason Rudolph as well on the offensive side of the ball. He's done a good job. He hasn't tried to, create drama despite their yeah. potential drama upcoming at the quarterback position this off season. He's just, he's embraced the role. He's just going about it like a normal person should. And he's no, he's not letting any of the noise get to him. He's just out there doing his job. And I think that's exactly what the Steelers needed after Pickett's injury, Trubisky struggles. He's just come mm-hmm. in and done his job. And that's what the Steelers have needed him to do. Absolutely. And keeping the conversation rolling about the quarterbacks, uh, Mark, has a kind of a follow-up question here. Do you think Kenny Pickett is mentally prepared to perform in case his number gets called? And, you know, there's there's been mixed reports about Kenny and um, how excited he was to be the backup quarterback. And nobody loves to lose their job, I mean, especially due to injury. Um, you know, and, and he has – I think he has um, an argument to be made that, hey, I was playing pretty good football myself after Matt Canada left. Um, despite the score not going, not running up against Cincinnati the first time I was playing pretty well. And then I started out pretty well against Arizona too. But I do think that you did 
see even in that time frame an inability to to get it done in the red zone. And that's why the Steelers, when Kenny Pickett went out with injury against the Cardinals, only had three points up on the board. They they weren't able to get in scoring, get in and score. You know what I mean? And so things have changed under Rudolph where I think there's better anticipation down in the red zone. I, I think the ability to to know if something's not there and then go a different direction. And then maybe the offensive line took it upon themselves too, saying, okay, we're down to our third quarterback here. We got to play some bully ball. And it's really been the Steelers run game in the red zone that has been such a, a boost for them. So uh, going back to Kenny Pickett though, yeah, I think he's mentally prepared. I don't think he's a mentally soft player, um, you know, despite what Mark Madden might say. Uh, I, I think that if for some reason um, Mason Rudolph goes down or gets pulled, I don't think that's going to happen unless it's like, uh, I, unless the Steelers are still in the game and Mason Rudolph has given up like three fumbles or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, but if Kenny Pickett enters this game, I do think he has the mental stability to be able to hop in there and perform to his level. I don't know if that's going to be enough to win the football game, but um, I, I do know that, you know, he he's a guy who prepares as well as anybody else um, in, in the Steelers locker room that he's been, he's been praised by Mike Tomlin for that. So I would say that he'll be, he'd be ready to step in if necessary. Um, don't think it's going to be necessary. Don't think we see him in this game, but if that were to be the case, I think that he would, be prepared for that what do you think Andrew yeah I think Kenny is prepared and if it turns out that the Steelers do have to call on him and he's not prepared that answers the Steelers question as to whether he is the guy for the future or not I think but it I think he's ready uh if he does come in this bad weather I think another question comes in about that hand size that people like oh not a big deal (laughs) in a game like this it matters so I think that would honestly be my bigger question for Kenny can he handle this type of weather with the small hands, he hasn't played in anything like no. this yet. So I think that's the what, bigger question. What What was his hand size? Was it eight and a half or eight and three quarter? Do you remember? I I wanted to say it was just eight and a half, but I'm not positive yeah. on that. What's crazy is that um, Mason Rudolph actually has small hands too for a big big quarterback. Nine yeah. and a quarter inch, yeah. nine and a quarter inch hands, and I think we saw that in the rain uh, against the Ravens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but still, um, the the stigma is that Kenny Pickett has these extremely tiny hands, and you know Mason Rudolph is a big quarterback, so he doesn't have that problem. But uh, it is a little bit closer than people might imagine on that. But yes, I agree with you. Kenny Pickett's never played in weather like that. Like this is going to be um, a, in Pittsburgh. Um, it, it the lake effect snow and and the wind doesn't play as big a factor. Um, as it will in Buffalo this weekend. I think, so, Mr. I think um, Mr. Wood in the comment section actually has it right. I think it is eight and a quarter, actually, only eight and a quarter. Oh, my goodness. Eight and a quarter. I think i am got bigger hands than that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 5'10", baby. Let's go. I should be quarterbacking for the Steelers this weekend. Let's go. I could have been Baker 2.0 or 1.0. I don't know if I'm older than Baker. Or not. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. All Probably. right, let's see here. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find some, some questions here. Um, See, oh, here's here's a good comment here from from Mark. I hope JPZJ has a monster two pick game against the mistake prone Josh Allen. I would love this if this is a, a JPJ game, wouldn't you, Andrew? This would be awesome. Um, Steeler fans would be um, rushing to uh, the stores to buy his jersey if he has a two interception game oh, yeah. after this one. 
Um, how, how do you think he'll play though in this? Do you think he's up for the Stefan Diggs challenge? Uh, and I know Diggs moves like into the slot a lot. He moves around a lot. So it, it probably won't be exclusively JPJ on him, but when he lines up outside, I would expect him to be um, the, the main guy. Do you think he can hold his own against, uh, against Stefan Diggs? I think he can, especially if you give him some hate, some safety help over the top with Gabe Davis not playing. That allows you to pretty much double Stephon Diggs the entirety of the game, regardless of what side of the field he's on. You can man him with uh, Joey Porter, and whether it's Minka, KZ, or somebody else over the top, you should be able to double Stephon Diggs pretty much the entire game because they don't have – yes, we talked about the tight ends, and obviously the, one of the safeties is going to have to hone in on uh, Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, but those are the only other – real weapons they have. I mean, do you, Khalil Shakir, he's, he's been okay at times. Uh, and then there's other times he's not existing in the offense. The tight ends are the only other thing you really have to worry about in this game with Gabe Davis being ruled out. The safeties can play a little bit lower, but one of the safeties, whoever's playing up high, whether it's Minka or KZ, uh, you just use him to help uh, give Joey Porter some assistance over the top. Because the only thing the Steelers really have to worry about in this game, you just can't let Diggs just go off on one play for, you know, a 70-yard touchdown, you know, where he just gets free. And I think that's the big concern in a game like this. That that would be the only concern with Joey Porter playing really aggressive off the line and yeah. hoping to get with the anticipation of getting into Stephon Diggs' head early in the game and getting him, trying to bump him off his route, just get him aggravated early on. Now that you have healthy safeties, I think that allows the Steelers to do that. So uh, with Joey, I, I think he's up for the challenge. I'm excited to see what he does. And there's, either way, it's going to be a great growing experience for him. And like uh, the commenter said, uh, Josh Allen is no uh, – it's not, it wouldn't be a novel thing for him to throw a couple interceptions, especially yeah. weather like this. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Um, I think the guy to watch for an interception this week is actually Patrick Peterson um, and maybe even DeMonte KZ because they're going to be the guys playing more zone type looks. Um, KZ is probably going to be the guy playing center field a little bit more for the Steelers. So maybe those two guys are the ones that can um, <clears throat> confuse Josh Allen and driving blinding snow and step in front of a football, but um, it's going to be so tough to throw the football in this game. Um, I think that the stats will be boosted towards d the defenses in the passing game because of that. So um, Brian uh, giving me, uh, giving me, um, you know, just a, a look at what fans have already been doing. Yeah. They've, they've been getting their JPJ jerseys. That's for sure. Uh, I just think that you might see an increase if this guy has, a couple uh ints this week so um the here's a comment here um from from mark malone thanks for uh tuning in here mark and and uh giving your uh opinion here i don't think anyone is going to be throwing the ball much i agree with that um i, I think this is a ground and pound game and this is to me where you can make the argument that the steelers have an advantage in this game um is not just the fact that the Steelers have been a better rushing team now for the last 10 weeks and Buffalo has been pretty good. They're no slouch, but who wants to run the football? The Steelers want to run the football. The bills want to give the ball to Josh Allen and let him win football games for them. And some of what he does is run the football, but the Steelers want to line up in single back formation under center and run the rock. That's what they want to do. Uh, and that's what they've shown that they want to do very much. So the last three weeks and, and even, uh, I think it's been since 
uh, that since like week 10 or something like that, that the Steelers or in their last 10 games, I can't remember which one Steelers have averaged 150 or 148 yards um, per game on the ground. That is, that is incredible stuff. That's, that would be top three in the league in that span. Um, the Steelers want to be able to do that. The bills want to set up their run game with their passing game. They want to throw the ball down the field and get, teams uncomfortable and out of the box and then start dumping it off to James Cook in the screen game and turning around and handing him handing it off to him. They don't want to line up in the I formation and run up the gut. So I think as far as want to's go, the Steelers are are much better prepared for this game. Um but again, this is why you draft Josh Allen is to play in this type of weather. And he's done it before. He's been good before in this type of weather. But the comparison obviously is when the, the Bills played the Patriots in Buffalo and the wind was whipping all over the place and the Patriots completed like one pass all game and still won because Ramondre Stevenson and um, I can't remember who their, who their second back was last year were just running up and down the field on the Bills and the Bills couldn't stop it. So that is the blueprint for this game, obviously. And uh, go go Steelers, get it done. I think that they have a, an absolute shot um, at doing this. So, uh, Andrew, do you see the the downfield passing attack to George Pickens being a big part of this game um, in taking advantage of the Bills if they start packing the box to stop the run? Or do you think that this this is just going to have to be the 13 personnel game for the Steelers? What do you, What do you think? I think George has proven that he can catch the ball in any weather at this point. So if there's any receiver that's going to make an impact in this game for the Steelers, it has to be George Pickens. You don't have to hit it to him more than maybe say twice during the game. But if you can connect once deep, you have to respect it at this point, at that point, especially if maybe the, it's not snowing currently at the time and maybe the weather becomes a little bit clearer as the game goes on. Like, I don't know what, how the weather's going to progress during the game, but I think you have to respect it if you, especially if you, the pursuers prove they can hit them once. Okay. Now we've got to keep at least one safety high because we've got to find someone to keep all the pickings. We can't completely stack the box and that's going to open things up. And we were talking about the running game. You know, James cook is a good running back, but most of the Buffalo running backs do not want to run it in between the tackles. They're right. used to running it outside and the Josh Allen's not going to be running it up the gut either. So the Steelers are the teams that not only wants to run, they, they're the team that wants to run in between the tackles because they've got a power back in Najee Harris who could have a really good game, especially with the way the offensive line's been playing the past couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the the Bills' answer to the Steelers' Najee Harris uh, is Leonard Fournette. <laughs> um, that's, their, that's their response here. And he's been, I mean, he's been good yeah. for them uh, up the middle. And the Steelers... There's a, a history with Leonard Fournette gashing the Steelers, and we don't mm. need to harken back to uh, Jacksonville versus Pittsburgh. Oh my. Uh, that still burns me up to this day. Um, yeah. So I don't like that necessarily. But, um, you know, this is this has to be the game plan right here. Um, Mr. Woodside says, we limit the possessions and get a turnover. We have a shot to steal this late. It's 100% true. Protect the football if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Take it away. Um, on defense and that will be the key in this game so um, for Steelers fans who have been on the Jalen Warren train this year instead of the Najee Harris train 
I ex- I would expect 25 plus carries for Najee Harris unless the game script gets out of whack. And I would expect around 10 for Jalen Warren in this game. And that's because Warren has much more issues fumbling the football than Najee Harris does. And I know Najee uh, let one slip out last week as well. But overall, I think Najee Harris has three fumbles in his NFL career. And Jalen Warren has had that many already this season um, or more. So that is that is a big factor to this as well. This is a Najee Harris game. That's exactly what this game is. You You said it, Andrew. This is a Najee Harris game, and if he is if he is successful, if he has a Le'Veon Bell against Buffalo in the snow, even half of that, I think the Steelers can can win this game um, and and move on to face the Ravens. So, um, Andrew, let's do this to kind of close it out here, and I'd love to get the comment section going on this as well. Let's start with Cleveland and Houston, Andrew. And the comment section. Give me your prediction for this game. Got to go, Brownies. Stroud doesn't okay. have the playoff experience. They're a young team. They're on the rise. I think they're gonna have some. There's good days ahead for them. Uh, but I have, I have got to go with the Cleveland Browns in a matchup like this. Joe Flacco, he's playing really well. He's well rested too after last week. So uh, Cleveland's got the momentum. I think they can handle the road environment. I've, I've got Cleveland. All right, I've got the Texans. I think that they're going to come in with C.J. Stroud, um, with their receiver room getting healthier. Noah Brown is expected to play, uh, as is uh, Robert Woods. And you've already got Nico Collins there. I think a more full complement of of weapons there. The thing that scares me about Houston is that offensive line. Can they hold up against the um, relentless pass rush uh, and front four that um, the Browns provide? Um, So that is... Uh, one, one spot here where we're going one, one way and one, the other way. So, um, I'm going, you're going with the, um, road favorites in Cleveland. I'm going to go with the home underdog here in Houston. Um, Andrew, how about let's go to Kansas city for the game tonight in freezing cold temperatures, Miami dolphins heading into KC. What's this game? Give me a score of this game too. I want to see what you're thinking with the weather here. Oh my. I can't think that it's going to be high scoring. I, I I struggle with Miami going into this type of cold weather, and that's the issue of being a warm weather team. And Miami really needed home field advantage in the playoffs, and I think it's going to come back and bite them. I I just, I struggle to pick against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the yeah. playoffs, regardless of how bad they played. It's playoff football. Yes, the receiver group is awful, but – Patrick Mahomes is still, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the NFL. He hasn't always played like it this year, but I still believe when push comes to shove, you, there's a strong argument. He's still the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say 20, 22, I'll say 20 to 16. Okay. Kansas City. Okay. Okay. Looks like the comment section is, is agreeing with you. Um, uh, saying 20 to 10, Mark Lancaster says that, and Mr. Si- Woodside says 23-16, Kansas City. This is my upset special of the week. I think the Dolphins roll into Kansas City and win this ball game. Patrick Mahomes is going to play elite football in this game. He's going to put footballs right where they need to go, and Kansas City receivers and their rock-hard hands that are going to be icy rock-hard in this game are going to drop all of the critical ones again, 
and the Miami Dolphins have the better run game. They go into KC with a healthy Mostert and a healthy A-chain, and they get it done. And I'm going to say 20-16 to 16 the other way. I'm going with the Dolphins winning this game 20-16. to 16. So uh, let's, let's move on to the Steelers and the Bills and the AFC. We're just going to do the AFC playoffs here, Andrew, for our predictions. Um, let's do let's do this. Tell me your final score, and then explain who actually wins it. Um, just to uh, see where we're at here. What you got? I'm before we. I've got to show. There's one comment that I just felt like bringing up from Brian <laughs> Brown. This is so yes. true. This yes. is so true joe flack looks like a pumpkin with a unibrow and a browns uniform <laughs> that is an awesome comment comment of the morning brian thank you so Love much it. for that 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 really made my morning i needed that in my life but anyways Love back it. to back to the prediction we're just giving score right now i think if the snow is bad you're gonna see teams going for two Several times. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that's what the game could come down to. Who converts the two-point conversions from the two-yard line? Okay. So I, my score is 14 to 13. Ooh, I think I that it. it's going to be close one way or the other. It's going to come down to it's going to come down to the most basic of basic details and execution on the goal line. And I think it's going to come down to who gets to the two-point conversions. I think there's going to be one team that doesn't get it, and I think that's going to be the determining factor uh, in this game. Uh, what say you? Okay, who did? Oh, oh, uh, oh, so my score is. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, tell me who you got winning it, though. Okay, I wasn't gonna <laughs> do this, but I just feel like I'm obligated to, especially since you're picking the Bills. I'm gonna go Steelers. Let's go, Let's fourteen it. to thirteen <laughs> in a legendary, unforgettable playoff game. Bring on yeah. the Ratbirds. So, so you're expecting then the Steelers maybe like score a touchdown, miss a two pointer, and score one and get one, right? And get one. Okay. And, and then the Bills, they they score and, and get one. I, or, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they're going to do one. There'll be one where they will just end up going for the extra point. Say maybe if the, the yeah. depending on the time, they'll they'll go for the extra point on one of them, and then the other one they will attempt a two and sure. uh, d- decide not to uh, go for it. Uh, I'm I would I would I would more venture that to be the second one because regardless yeah. if, if Buffalo is behind. They may be like, hey, you know, maybe we've been running the ball a little bit better. Let's just try to finish this out right now. We don't want to risk any further injuries going into next week. You know, in this weather, it's dangerous. Let's just try to end it on one play. Or if they're the team that's ahead, it's like, you know, hey, let's not let's not mess around with this. Let's not give the Steelers any more positive uh, momentum. Let's just kind of put this away and really get put our team in good position. They can't yeah. convert. Could give the Steelers an option, especially if the weather worsens throughout the game. And that's definitely a possibility of looking at the forecast. Now, it looks like there is a chance that could get worse during the game. Maybe it's kickable weather at the beginning of the game, and it's not as it gets as the game continues on. So that's that's where my prediction comes in. All righty. I, I love it. I, I would love a, a grinded out 14 to 13 win for Pittsburgh. That would be great. You guys know my score. I've I've been saying it. Um uh, it's in it's in writing um, on the predictions page, uh, which I think either runs today or tomorrow. I don't remember. Um, and then also I said it on Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride on Friday. I think the Bills sneak out a win here, sixteen to thirteen. Um, I think that it's a field goal late, um, and I think that 
the the Steelers uh, have a lead going into the fourth quarter. I, it's just one of those things where I, I think that the Bills quarterback in the end is the difference maker and the Steelers hang in this game. They absolutely do. At times, you're probably like the Steelers should be up 24, 21 to, to seven right now. They should be should be winning this football game by a lot more than they are. And and in the end, the Bills come back and take it. Um, so hate me if you will, Steeler Nation. Maybe I'm protecting myself. I don't know. Every time I pick the Steelers this year, they lose. Every time I pick against them, they win. So so do with that what you want to as well. Um, this is this is one of those games where um, I will be on the edge of my seat for the entire time, maybe just to even see the players on the field with the driving snow. So uh, this last comment I want to get from Dave Schofield, who joined in late. Thanks, Dave, for joining in. Don't look at the forecast for Buffalo, everybody. The stadium is in yes. Orchard Park, and the weather will be worse in Orchard Park. So heed that advice. Fantastic advice. Thank you, Dave. Um, uh, last thing here. Brian Brown is booing me. The steel man, the Steelers are in. I'll never pick the Steelers to lose a game they haven't played. You and Jeff Hartman sound like the same person there, Brian, and I commend you for it. Steeler fans to the end. Hey, all you diehard Steeler fans out there, I hope you enjoy this weekend of football. The Steelers are in the playoffs. It doesn't happen every year. Enjoy Steelers playoff football. Let's hope it continues another week because Andrew. If the Steelers go to Baltimore, I am not picking against the Steelers in that game. Let's call it a night. Andrew, anything you want to, uh, or a morning, it's not nighttime, anything you want to promote here before we head out? Uh, just get ready for uh, draft articles that are going to be coming up soon. Obviously, the Steelers season isn't done yet, but when it is, a uh, greater focus is going to be, uh, for me anyways, on the draft. Uh, we'll have more mock drafts, rankings, player profiles, all stuff like that. Steel Curtain Network fans for Sports Network. Just be checking out that editorial side. A lot of good content by a bunch of great writers over there. Yes. So be sure to go and check that out. Yes, and we'll be recapping the Steelers game on the Steelers Fix next week. We'll be talking a lot about that. And then, depending on the result, we'll be turning our focus either to Baltimore or to what we do best on the Steelers Fix, the offseason preparations for the Pittsburgh Steelers, evaluation, free agency, draft, all those different things. Not looking ahead too far here. Let's win a football game and keep the season going, Andrew. What do you say? Let's go Steelers. Hashtag here we go. Y'all have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Go Steelers. We'll talk to you next week. Steelers.